Welcome to the Raising Pearls podcast, sponsored by Pearls of Purity. We're so glad you came by to hang out with us to discuss important topics on this parenting journey. Happy New Year, and welcome back to another episode of Raising Pearls. This is Heather and Doug, and today we're going to look at the life of Peter and how the Holy Spirit transformed his life. And then we're going to see how we can relate it back to our lives. We were first introduced to this man, Peter, when he is known as Simon. His brother, Andrew, meets Jesus and immediately brings Simon to see Jesus. John 1, 40-42 tells us that Jesus looks at Peter for the first time and says, His name will be changed from Simon to Peter which means rock. We will soon learn that Jesus could see who Peter could be, just as Jesus sees us for who he created us to be. So let's first take a look at Peter before the Holy Spirit made a difference in his life. So in Matthew 14, we find Jesus' disciples on a boat when Jesus walks on the water to join them. And at first, the disciples were terrified. As a matter of fact, they thought they were seeing a ghost. Then Jesus told them not to be afraid. Peter replies, if it is you, tell me to walk out on the water to you. Well, Jesus tells him to join him on the water. Peter gets out of the boat and begins to walk on the water towards Jesus. But when Peter looked away from Jesus and at the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink into the water. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand to help him back up. In faith, Peter was able to do something you would not expect, like walk on water. He was full of faith one moment But as soon as his eyes were off Jesus, he wavered in his faith. Although he had good intentions, he had a wavering faith, quite the opposite of a solid rock. Another snapshot we see of Peter is after Jesus was arrested and the disciples had been scattered. Peter was one of the few who decided to go where Jesus was arrested. When someone saw him and asked him if he was one of the disciples, He denies Jesus three times. When frightened, Peter went against all that he had boldly promised. We see him as afraid and fearful. When we see these two examples, they would make us wonder why Jesus would call Peter a solid rock. When he showed a wavering faith and he was fearful rather than choosing faith. So Jesus gives Peter a redeeming moment after he had risen from the dead. We can see Jesus having breakfast with his disciples in John 21, 15 through 17. When they were finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him this third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus could have easily told Peter, I've seen what you have done under pressure. I can't use you. He could have easily said, you've made too many mistakes. You're done. But yet he didn't. Instead, Jesus lovingly tells him that he forgives him and shares his plan to use Peter for his kingdom. Jesus can see past our sins and mistakes to who we can become through him. 
Many times we see our own children and want to define them by who they are now. It is hard to see their strengths without being reminded about their weaknesses. Peter was impulsive, stubborn, wavered in his faith, and was fearful. But Jesus could see past all of that. Well, let's go ahead and fast forward to see what happens next to Peter. Jesus returned to heaven so the Holy Spirit could come. In Acts 2, it is the day of Pentecost. It was only 50 days after Jesus' resurrection and only 10 days after he returned back to heaven. Acts 2.14 says, Then Peter stood up with eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. He goes on to tell the people about Jesus and why he had come. Further in verse 41, we see, Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We see someone who denied Jesus in a small group going from being afraid to being bold and brave in a very large international crowd. This wasn't after three years of reading self-help books or after five years of becoming more knowledgeable about the Bible. This was a man who had been transformed by the Holy Spirit in a very short amount of time. We see more proof of his transformation in Acts 3 verses 1 through 8. Peter and John were going to the temple to pray when they passed a man who was lame from birth. The man asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. In a short amount of time, we see Peter go from a wavering faith to a stronger faith. He was no longer the one who needed saving, but was now the one offering the hand to introduce someone to the Savior. We saw how Peter reacted under pressure before with a small crowd, so when he is arrested and on trial, one would expect him to crumble. However, when he is given an opportunity to speak to men who could decide his fate, he offers them the opportunity for salvation. Acts 4 verse 13 says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Something was different about Peter and John. They were not ordinary men any longer. Peter had a wavering faith and was full of fear. He had been transformed by the Holy Spirit to a man full of faith, brave, and bold. He had become the rock Jesus had seen all along. We have a Peter in our family. He is stubborn. He is quick to act and slow to think of his consequences. He is one who needs constant correction, just like Peter needed Jesus to correct him. He is the one who causes you know, our gray hairs and keeps us on our toes. However, none of these characteristics come to a surprise to God. Jesus sees our children for who they can become. He has designed them for His purpose and His timing. He created them and placed them in our care for His glory. When we parent with this perspective, we begin to see how God can orchestrate the traits that might seem like weaknesses and begin to see how God can use them. 
For instance, Peter became a solid rock who would not waver in his faith. This is really encouraging as we parent. But we don't expect things to happen overnight. In Peter's life, we didn't see the change until he received the Holy Spirit. So how does someone receive the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14 says, And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. When we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we are marked with a seal, the Holy Spirit. He is given as a deposit or down payment before we get to heaven. The Holy Spirit was given to be a helper to us. Ephesians 1, 17-19 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength. The Holy Spirit gives believers wisdom, knowledge, and power. We saw Peter have the right words to speak and boldness and power he did not previously possess. We have access to the same wisdom and power. When we are given the Holy Spirit, we are given a gift. Most people will open a present when they are given a gift. However, there are some people who live as if the Holy Spirit does not live within them. The more you allow the Holy Spirit to control your life and guide your choices, the more you will grow. But when we cling to sin and make our own choices, we lose power, peace, love, and joy of the Holy Spirit. When we choose our way, the Holy Spirit weakens in our lives. We have access to the strong power, but do we always walk strengthened in that power? Do we rely on the Holy Spirit in our parenting? We want a burning bush to help guide us, but we were given a much more powerful gift of the Holy Spirit residing in us 24 hours, 7 days a week. Romans 8, 14-17 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought from about your adoption to sonship. By Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. So we are stripped of the slavery of sin in every aspect of it. God has given us a new identity as His child forever. We don't have to put on the shackles and be owned by that fear any longer. We don't have to be owned by perfectionism, comparisons, and healthy competition with those around us, control issues, worry, anger, and the list could go on and on. We have a new identity. Those chains have been broken when we have been adopted by God. 
The question remains whether we will open this gift from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can uniquely work in our lives within our talents, our passions, and our unique personalities. Knowing this should change the way we parent. We can rely on the Holy Spirit instead of our own power. We can pray for the Holy Spirit to work in the lives of our children so that the Holy Spirit can come alive in their lives as well. We can pray that we can be like Peter, who was transformed from an ordinary man to one whose life was evident that he had been with Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we pray that our hearts and minds will be receptive to the guidance from the Holy Spirit. We pray that you will lead us as we seek to parent our children, and we pray that they will come to know you, Lord, and that they will allow the Holy Spirit to guide them through their lives, Lord, because we want to be like Peter, that we can have bold and courageous faith to reach out to those around us so that they might come to know you, Lord. We just lift up the girls and pop girls that you will touch their hearts so that they will come to know you, Lord, and that they will be encouraged and strengthened through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. In order to cover all the topics for the second semester, we'll be taping more than once a month. So look for our next podcast on marriage and singleness in the next couple of weeks.